I'm Kamaya Truett-Martin, and this is the WUNC Youth Podcast. On each episode, we explore the question, what is news, with a featured guest and the WUNC Youth Reporting Squad. We've got seven youth reporters here at WUNC, and for them, hip-hop is huge. I'm into it, too. For me, it opens up other worlds, emotions, and gives voice to people who often have no voice in mainstream media. Joining me now is Dwayne Jackson. It's crazy how many people look forget about you, they ain't got you, they friend. They hitting my phone, talking by tables with me when I was in the gym. How they going, be there to the end. Dwayne is an up-and-coming hip-hop artist from Los Angeles by way of Houston. His debut EP, Don't Be Afraid, has been written up in the Guardian newspaper, Interview Magazine, and has won him a spot at the Day and Night Festival in Orange County, California. Now get this, it will also feature performers like Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, and others. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thank you for that. (laughs) All right, so to start off, how did you get your start writing and performing the music that you're doing now? Um, I was like, I was about 14, I want to say. I I really got into music and it it was just, it it connected to me in a a very special way, in a a real way. And it it was nothing that was forced on me or anything like that. And it it just really felt, it felt real from the beginning. And and I just, I wanted to make a career out of it. Like once I, once I felt that emotion, uh, I just, I never been so connected to anything in my life. So once I knew that, I was just like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) At least try to, yeah. Um. So were you just automatically a rapper? Or were you doing beats and your whole production? Uh, no. It was more like it was more. Uh, I was just writing. Uh, I had I really had no beats at the time, especially around like fourteen or anything. I never really. Uh, I'm definitely more on just a writer and 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 doing the artist writer. I, uh, I never really produced beats. Um. But I just yeah. I just started writing and and making songs and uh. Then the beats came eventually, but it wasn't until like last year I really connected with the producer, which we made Don't Be Afraid, that it just all really made sense. And I was like, okay, I have a sound and I have a what I, I know what I want to talk about. I know where I, where I want to go with it. And uh, yeah, when, when Don't Be Afraid came out, it just, yeah, it really came together for us in a, in a beautiful way. Right, right. So what were you writing about and how has it changed as you've grown? Um... In high school, I was writing about, of course, like high school stuff and and um, and you know, cool kids that stood on the wall. <laughs> I was writing about stuff like that because I was always kind of felt like I was on the outside, and uh, I was like a little, um, just a, a little different from other guys. You know, the way I approach, you know, just school, the way I approach, you know, even girls or just trying to trying to be friends with people. Um, I just always kind of felt a little on the outside, and that's the way I approach my music and. And it's changed, I guess, because you know I, I moved from from Texas to LA, and and uh, my story has been more of a you know really chasing a dream and really um and really telling people that you know you you only have one life to live and you should you should really go about it in a real way and, and try to make the best of it. So it's it's just slowly graduated from talking about high school stuff to just you know talking about real life, you know stuff that we deal with on a daily and and just more in a mature way which I'm really into, uh, you know, I want to tell beautiful stories to people that they can relate to. So just more in a gradual way. Okay. So the main thing that we're doing on this podcast is exploring the question, what is news? And we're looking at this question through the lens of our youth reporters who are all 16 to 18 or so. And because you're not much older than that, I wanted to ask you, what is news for you? I feel like 
you know, at, at times hip hop can be news and music period can be news for a lot of kids. And I, and I, and I feel like, um, we have to just continue to continue to just give our voices, you know, give our voices to the world and, and hope that the kids coming up that are listening, you know, can take it and, and, uh, make a change. Like, that's that's what I want for hip hop, and I, and and I feel like it literally is the news for some kids. I feel like it is like the the parents for some kids. I feel like it's it's like it's what they want to do, you know. So it's such a powerful thing. Like when we can do it right, or not even right, when we can just do it in another light other than what's popular at the moment. Um, I think it's going to make a it's it's the news, and it's going to make a change. Like period, you know, slowly, and that's all we can do. It's a, but yeah, it's a big thing, and, and the people that are doing it, uh, the people that are trying to make a change, I just you know you got to continue to work for it. Right, and like hip hop as a way of communicating news, also I feel like you know J Cole reports live from Fayetteville every time he gets on the track. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I love that. I man, yeah, like reports literally, like just like the news reporter. I feel like Kendrick is the same way. I just really I, I used to try to take that same approach just like reporting live from where I was from <laughs> I just really like the way they right, do cool, that cool cool so um, Duane I want to yeah. take this second to listen to the first track of your EP this is Old Steps on the WNC Youth Podcast but if I walk but they walk with me I tell stories make them feel like they walk with me see I ain't no bigger than you I had to move couch to couch still ain't got a room I still got that passion you hear up in my tune say the heart high with the fist raised late nights in the early days don't tell me it'll be the same old steps are that remain I don't want to tell you all right, this is Old Steps from Dwayne Jackson's EP. He's our guest right now. Now, Dwayne, you mostly write about your family and your personal life, but this first track has a dope chorus. Heads high with our fists raised, late nights turn to early days. It has this feeling of activism in it. Could you describe what you were trying to communicate through this track? Yes, definitely. I, I really appreciate that you like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, so the basically the song was about me leaving you know of course leaving spring leaving uh or you know you can say houston but uh it was a it was about me leaving leaving there but coming here and you know still being still being in my ways you know still being broke still having these dreams but i was taking these new steps and i was just saying you know regardless of what happens you know i'm gonna have my head high i'm gonna have my fist raised and i'm gonna still be me at the end of the day you know like necessarily i'm not the happiest you know where I'm at right now, but I'm striving to be something great, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it was about. You know, it was like I was still broke, I was still down, but like I just, oh man, I just have like these big dreams, and and I was like, I'm still, I'm still here, like head high, regardless of of what happens. Right, but you know, it's hard to deny that that's the type of chorus that could be used for social activism. Oh man, yeah, I know, I I love it, I I love that that it can be that. I, I definitely um. I didn't see it that way when I first wrote it, when we first recorded it. But like when I was like starting to do interviews and people were talking about it, and I was like, I'm happy that they took it that way, and and I can stand in that light because it's a light I want to stand in. You know, I I really do. Uh, I wanna I wanna walk up high with 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 my afro <laughs> and, and be and be that guy, like for real. So if that's what they see. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to be a part of that. Right, right. So what what social issues? Um, do you think hip hop has the platform to address and possibly affect change? 
uh, from what's going on in, you know, in just communities and just how, you know, a lot of the cops are, like how they, I feel like they abuse their power. I, I feel like, you know, we have the the power to affect those two things for sure and just, and just you know, making a change in the communities. But yeah, like definitely just the more as we see hip hop people who, who stand up for, for what's right, like it'll make a change because, you know, the people that are talking about you know, uh, the other side of, of hip hop, you know, you know, kids go out and do that. So I feel like the more, the more artists we have who, uh, who stand up for something, it's not even about like just speaking on politics or speaking on like justice. It's just about speaking on something that's real and relatable and attainable to like kids that are coming up. You know, it's just about like having that voice. And what do you think your role is in all this? And are you going to try to, you know, follow the same have as these are um i i think my role is just telling kids that um you just have to you have to remember uh that this is the only chance we get and you have to make the mess the best of it you know that's what i want to do i I don't want to tell kids like i don't want to tell people that are listening to my music um like you know go out and like you know punch somebody in the face or go out and like do anything like that but i'm just saying like hey like I know y'all were probably raised this way. Or I know you, your parents told you to do this like that. But if you don't agree with that and you see it another way, you have another vision, like go get that vision, you know, go go make it happen. And, and to make it happen, you have to work and uh, you have to go through deep things in life and you have to uh, just fight. You have to fight for what you believe in. And, and that's what it is. That's what it is for me. Um, it's just like giving kids a voice, you know, I, I really want people to have a voice and I, I want people to stand up for what they believe in, man. I really do. And it's and whatever dream they have, I want them to go get it. Like, I don't want them to like sit on the couch and, and, and watch their watch their heroes just do it. You know, if, if they have a have a, um, a mindset to go get it, I just I want to be a part of like sparking that. So maybe through, you know, you and other hip hop artists who are socially conscious and bringing this you know, to directly to them through the music that they enjoy listening to and may affect mm-hmm. some change, you know? Yeah, I am I mean, I'm definitely going to try. You know, I, I'm never going to stop. It's just like when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, man, it's crazy. I just, I don't get it at times, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. That was so dope. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm going to try to panhandle enough money to come see this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it's uh, all good. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. I, I'm so happy to even do this and and be a part of this. And I'm definitely, I was stoked when we got that news about the Day and Night Festival to be playing with so many great artists. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to to the future. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, this is Dwayne Jackson is an artist yes. living in Los Angeles. His debut EP "Don't Be Afraid" is available on iTunes and most places people download music. Dwayne, thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Have a good one. Hip hop is not just the beats and storytelling, it's a culture with style and fashion. Last summer, one of our youth reporters explored the world of sneaker culture. Here's Emmanuel Tobe with a report produced in the summer of 2016. Oh my, this is terrible. I'm not coming out. Jamal Stinson is freaking out because there's dirt on the bottom of his shoe. Jamal is 17, and he's a sneakerhead. Oh my goodness. Where did this come from? What did I do to deserve this? 
As a sneakerhead, Jamal's obsessed with the newest Jordans and Nikes coming out. He's on his way to the mall to purchase a ticket for the Jordan OG Metallic 5s. They drop in a couple weeks. It's so beautiful, and they'll be my first pair of Jordans. The 5s were designed off the flyer jet, and flyer jets are, you know, designed to, for the military to fly through very smooth, and that's how the shoes are, smooth. Jamal bought three tickets from three different stores to make sure he gets the Metallic 5s. But the tickets don't guarantee the shoe. For exclusive shoes, you only get the pair if your ticket is pulled from a raffle. People go to extremes for shoes, and when they get them, they do anything to keep them nice and clean. This includes my friend, Alyssa Daniels. I walk funny, so I don't get creases in my shoes. I watch where I step. I look down majority of the time when I walk, so I make sure I don't step in gum or anything like that. And they got to be clean. Uh, how long do you spend like cleaning your shoes on a daily? An hour. You got to make sure the shoe is completely clean. This is sneakerhead culture. Like, you got to understand, this is life. 17-year-old Oliver Hill shares Jamal and Alyssa's passion for shoes. But Oliver has turned his passion into profit. He buys and sells shoes online. There were times when I was bringing in, like, over $1,000 a month from just selling the shoes. He's made enough money off sneakers to buy a car. Actually, two cars. I mean, the first car that I bought, uh, like, strictly off of shoe money was um, just a Mazda 6. Then I decided to sort of expand to um, 2001 Z06 Corvette. Similar to Oliver, Alex Sproul sells exclusive sneakers and makes a profit doing it. Alex owns Culture Lifestyle Boutique, a sneaker store in Durham. It's like a disease. Once you have somebody who's close to you who's obsessed with their sneakers and obsessed looking fresh and having to, like, man, I got to be like this guy, you know. What am I doing, you know? I like my shoes, but, you know, they're not like this. Maybe I can step it up a little bit. Alex says he's been in the sneakers since high school. He's 22 now and still really into it. You know, you grab your brand new pair of sneakers and you smell the inside of it. It gives you a great feeling, you know. I got to have this feeling again. I got to I gotta have this this high again. Some people go broke trying to buy new shoes. And it's be- it becomes a mindset thing where social media comes back into play, where it's, it's a thing like if you don't have the new shoes, then you're nothing. I love shoes. They grab people's attention, and they make me different. When I got my first job, I was spending most of my money on shoes. I'll admit it. I'm a sneakerhead. I'm actually going to be using part of my paycheck for WNC to buy a new pair of shoes. For WNC, this is Emmanuel Tobe. We're going to round out this episode with a conversation about hip-hop in the news with three reporters from the WNC UT. I'm joined now by Star Smith, Catherine Gann, and Anthony Howard. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Great. Good. I'm doing good. Yeah. How about yourself? Oh, thank you, Anthony. I'm great. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. Ooh. All right. So um, I'm going to follow the same line of questioning. What do you guys perceive as the connection between hip hop and the news? We can start with you, Anthony. Um, I feel like the connection between hip hop and news is that hip hop inspires a movement or inspires a group of people in order for them to go out in their community 
and do something about an issue that they feel really passionate about. And then in return, that creates the news of the day, the news that we see in the media of people doing peaceful protests because um, due to police brutality, or we see things um, like people just helping others in the community, struggling from poverty or helping homeless people because hip hop is ultimately educating them in a way that is uh, resourceful for them because not a lot of people are going to be reading newspapers and going on CNN and New York Times. So getting something on a platform like music, which is so influential, it's ultimately allowing people to become inspired in a way that they actually like and would um, indulge in and do something about a situation that they feel really good about. Okay. That's good. <laughs> what about you, Catherine? Uh, yeah, I was going to say along the same lines, and especially now, it seems like a lot of the news is very negative, right? Whether it's about the presidency or what's going on. And so it's very hard sometimes, even as someone who wants to be educated about the news, to just have the same old, like, you know, this many people are dying. This is happening over and over and over again. And I think hip hop can serve as kind of more positive outlook or more uh, inspirational or galvanizing to people, especially people our age, not only because they listening to the news can be kind of boring, but listening to the same news that's kind of depressing and sad doesn't really get them excited about issues. So I think in that sense, hip hop can connect far more people and be more powerful. Star, what's up? Okay, so I think that generally the people um, that you know rap they are the news they talk about things that they personally went through like years ago growing up or you know what was happening in their neighborhood so i mean listening to them is like it's a different outlook so when you like watch the news you're hearing a story about what happened to somebody in the neighborhood um you know from a, a third person point of view but i think that hip-hop generally is like talking about themselves and what they went through so you see it from like that person's perspective. All right. Um, do y'all have anything else to say about what y'all think hip hop's connection is to news and its ability to communicate news? I mean, I think hip hop is a good source for news. Like going back to like NWA, where like that one song made people like realize, hold up. I'm being, you know, discriminated against by, like, police. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, like, and it probably was kind of, like, NWA. Probably bad example, but it was, like, it was, it was ignorant. But, like, the, I'm not, like, really ignorant, but, like, you know, I guess the way that I could see it from po both point of view. But, like, the way it was said, you know, the cops were angry. Um, but they were like, you know, this is what I went through. And, you know, that made people, like, you know, s start standing up for themselves and, like, you know, like, you know, this is actually what I'm going through and I'm mad and I'm angry now. Um, so I think that it's a it's a good source to, to point out the obvious that I guess, like, not everybody saw. Um, and then it took that, that one group to sit there and be like, you know, I'm done with it. Like, you're not about to do discriminate against me again um, to make like a lot of people sit there and stand up for themselves um, and I guess fight back and that's where they saw their news at um, and even the news saw like oh okay right I mean they did a good job at like putting it in your face I feel like everything is so sugar-coated sometimes until hip-hop comes in and takes the scab off and it just comes at it raw like 
because you know you can say so much and you can protest so much but as soon as you like dropping some bombs some curse word bombs you know people start to pay attention and really really hear you now how they perceive you may change in order to you know protect their own fragile identities but I still feel like it puts it in your face it puts our social issues in your face in an aggressive way that you can't ignore so Catherine do you have anything else to say it's a reflection of our society and I think that like yes that is true but at the same time I don't think it's okay right so I think like the fact that like sometimes like women if they like hear these songs like like okay like if you just take the lyrics of like any rap song for example or a basic rap song and you like hear how they're like referring to women it is degrading right to think that like the the highest that a woman could achieve is just to be someone's like hoe or like another word I'm not gonna use but you know what I mean like things like that like I just think the fact that you know you have it's not just like your sisters your mothers like your friends who are girls like you still rap these lyrics and you and like what message then are you saying to those people so that's why I think it's yeah like Star was saying earlier it's very important to have a more like positive I, that's obviously hard right because this like it's so entrenched in the culture to not have like to not be misogynist and stuff like that but I think it's very important to have that positive image because sometimes people can grow up without realizing that oh for a girl hear your expectations right like look like this act like this but for a guy it's completely different it's not until you get to a certain age you realize oh as a girl no one has higher expectations for me and I think like even like women in hip-hop there's been difficulties for them breaking in and they, they face a lot more um, like sexist type comments like why are you wearing that or why aren't you wearing you know whatever like critiqued either way and I think that's also important to kind of, to kind of like understand that if you want to break into this realm like your gender your sex it shouldn't really matter yeah I think that like kind of kind of like extending off of what Star said I think old school or like older hip hop was more news than this current hip hop I don't know. I feel like it's kind of changed because old hip hop, it was more about a movement. It was about a lifestyle. It was about personal feelings, overcoming struggle. And I feel like currently this new generation, like my generation, I feel like now we're heavily endorsing trap artists and we're considering it hip hop. But then these trap artists are containing messages that aren't positive. So when we start heavily endorsing them, then we're only getting news about money, fame and degrading women. But until we start endorsing and praising artists like Kendrick Lamar, Lecrae, J. Cole, who actually have positive messages and outlooks on life, then that's when we can start actually tackling important issues like um, police brutality and like uplifting women and men and African-Americans and things like that. Right. This is the WNC Youth Podcast. I'm Kamaya Truett-Martin. Thank you for listening.